Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it again. Back at it again, folks. And today it is time to talk. We got a lot to discuss. You know, a lot going on in the NFL, the combine. Things are, things have been moved around there, but looks like things are gonna go back kind of the way they were. We're gonna discuss that. We're also gonna discuss the New York Jets linebacker position. So a lot to be, you know, a lot to be t- discussed there. A lot of moves that we can make. We're gonna talk about free agency as well. Franchise tags, they're looming. Today's the day to opened up. A lot of teams can end up grabbing guys and. And keeping them if they want to, placing that tag. So we're going to have a lot of discussion about that as well. Everybody knows the number, 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. So we'll have a lot of discussion surrounding that. But listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Now, listen, folks, your boy is on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Young J 0 all right? Go ahead, follow that page. The show's page as well is at The Long Beach Joe. Go ahead and follow those pages, man. Talk to me about football. I love going back and forth with people. You know, some people just hit me up about life. Hey, it is what it is. The show is also on iTunes as well, my friends. All right, go on iTunes, search The Long Beach Joe Show, subscribe to that, you know what I'm saying? Leave your boy a rating as well. Listen to my shows. Let me know how you feel about it. I've got a bunch of people leaving me some five-star ratings. Please continue to leave me comments, five-star ratings as well. Let me know how you feel about what I'm doing over here. I truly enjoy the interaction with people. Also, if anyone wants to join my Discord, my mods are constantly getting after me. I respect and love my mods, all right? Listen. We have a Discord. You can go to any of my social media platforms, on Facebook, Twitter, any of that stuff. Hit that link tree, and my Discord's in there. Join the Discord. We have fun. We go back and forth. We laugh, tell jokes, do all kinds of stuff. Now, if you come in there on a crazy business, we're going to get you up out of there. You know, Our mods is going to push you on out the door. But, you know, come and join. We have a lot of fun. You know, we tell a lot of jokes, play around a lot. You know what I'm saying? And we talk Jets in there, too. You know, and we enjoy ourselves. So, you know, it's all good there. So now with that done, man, what a couple of days has been. You know, a lot of things moving around in the NFL right now. A lot of a lot of changes have been made. And I'm going to start with some of the changes to the NFL Combine. Um, originally, there was a story that came out, reports that were coming out, that there were NFL agents that were organizing a boycott of the NFL Combine, okay? It was over 150 um, it was over. It was some agents that that represented over 150 players out of the 324 that were supposed to participate, and they were saying, "Hey, we might, you know, might find a way to make sure that our players don't go out there and test, don't go out there and bench, don't go out there and subject themselves to any of the, you know, stuff that's going on over there with the combine unless some things change." Now, what the Combine had implemented, what the NFL implemented within the Combine was a bubble, okay? It was a bubble due to the response of everything that's going on out there in the world, okay? We're on YouTube. Salutes to everybody. <laughs> we all know 
what's going on out there in the world and why we wear a mask. You know what I'm saying? So the NFL decided to add some restrictions to the situation. You know, some of the restrictions and some of the things that they had done was basically the players were only allowed to bring one medical support staff. And that medical support staff had to be fully protected from what's going on out there in the world. Now, the player had to stay within the bubble for the full event, and if they were caught outside the bubble or anywhere outside the rules, then they would have been asked to leave. There was a lot of limitations placed on when they could contact agents and trainers and all of those things. And, and you know, so that kind of threw things into a loop. And so agents, of course, got upset. Trainers, of course, got upset because of the impact that it could have had on, you know, the player's performance. Of course, if you're trying to bench, you want to talk to your trainer. You want to get mentally prepared. You want to get ready to go. If you're interviewing with teams, guess what? Your agent is going to be one of the biggest helps to that because he's going to be able to kind of sit down and prep with you, go back and forth with you, you know, throw questions at you, see how you answer it. There's a lot of good players that have issues with the interview. Hell, there's a lot of good coaches out there that can't get hired because they don't do well on interviews. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's the truth. So with all that kind of playing into whether you rise up the board or drop down the board, a lot of people got upset. A lot of people got upset with the situation. Initially, I was thinking to myself, like, hey, this could benefit the New York Jets greatly because I trust in our general manager. I think he's phenomenal. If the NFL had held up those restrictions, and a lot of players did end up boycotting, I was thinking, hey, the Jets draft capital, that's going up. Because guess what? There's a lot of players that go to the combine, and if they don't, you know, if they perform well, they shoot up the board. And if they don't perform well, sometimes they slide down the board, even though they're good players. Well, if they don't go at all, then guess what? That could help the New York Jets as well. That's what I was thinking initially. I thought, hey, there could be a lot of draft steals, there's a lot of things that could go on, and Joe Douglas, especially with their experience with the Senior Bowl, could truly benefit from a lot of that inside knowledge that they have on players. That, in, that Senior Bowl stuff, being able to sit down, being able to watch players, being able to watch, you know, being able to talk to them, getting a lot of the character stuff, seeing how they respond to your coaching style, a lot of that stuff can go into who you draft. Absolutely, it could. Things have changed, okay? You know? The combine came out, the NFL came out, they released another statement that they're no longer, you know, going to be confining players to the bubble, but they will have some secured areas, okay? But the players are still going to be allowed to move and do what they want to do. They still can leave those areas, like kind of during their free time, they can move around and do their thing, you know? But a lot of the other things has changed as well. They're not just allowing to have one medical support staff you know what I'm saying? And the players can kind of meet with whomever they want outside those restricted areas. There's still going to be restricted areas for certain things, but outside of that, they can meet with whoever they want. And that's big, again, for the players. They can meet with their trainers, meet with their agents, move on and do so, do so as, as they please. And again, you know, the restricted areas, they're still going to have, like, trainers and therapists and all that stuff, but they can go meet those guys. But, again, it's only going to be one at a time. So that was big. That was big for the players, for the draft guys, because, again, they were, a lot of them were threatening to boycott, and that could have been huge, especially big money for the NFL, a big money loss. So the NFL conceded on some things. Combine conceded on some things. 
and the agents kind of, you know, got a little bit of what they want. They didn't get everything they wanted, but they got a little bit of what they want. But, again, there's still some restricted and secured areas there where there's only can be a certain amount of people. So that was a good move, good move for the players, because, again, a lot of that could affect some draft stock there. So as we continue moving forward, again, franchise tag is getting started. It's going to impact free agency for sure. Today's the day. It's the start for teams to decide whether they're going to keep a guy or let him move on with the tag. And the transition tag is happening today as well. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see what's going to go on, how that's going to be maneuvered, who's going to be able to handle that with the cap, and, again, how that's going to change how we attack the draft. Because if we can sure up and get some guys in here via free agency, then guess what? <laughs> we got a different plan. We're going to have a very different plan going into the draft, very different plan. Now, as we continue to move along, you look at the New York Jets linebacker position. Some situations here, man, okay? Listen, <laughs> to me, C.J. Mosley and the season he had, he was phenomenal this year for us. He really was. But let me tell you, his contract is something else, bro. His contract is something else. Jeez Louise. The Jets are going to have to pretty much eat $17.5 million of his salary this year. Man, and even if we thought about cutting him, even if we tried to, it would cost us more than $20 million to cut him. This is why I am so glad that we got rid of Mike McCagnin, man. This is why I'm so happy that that guy is gone. He's Louise, man. I am so glad that he is gone and we have Joe Douglas in the building because we are now eating $17.5 million. We really don't have a choice. <laughs> we truly don't, man. But I'll tell you what, he played extremely well for us last year. He's a guy that's a leader. He's a guy that I'm excited about going into next season with. We don't really have a choice, but, <laughs> you know, I'm excited about going forward with him. Another linebacker that I think really had an impact last year, last season with us as well, Quincy Williams. Quincy Williams was a guy that was signed late by Joe Douglas and was really able to make some plays here, really put on and really had an impact for us. So I like him. I like him returning as well. I'm looking to see what he does. I think a little bit later on in the season, especially when Gerard Davis came back, things kind of bogged down uh, because Gerard Davis was still in some snaps. But I tell you what, once they put Quincy back in there, he was able to do his thing. So I want to see him continue to grow, continue to do his thing within this defense. Now, Gerard Davis is the big question because he is up you know, as an undraft, uh, unrestricted free agent. So we'll see what the New York Jets do with him, if they're going to bring him back or not. There's also questions with Jamin Sherwood and Hamza Nezrodine. These are two young guys that we just took in the draft. And when you look at the rest of the draft, right, you look at the rest of the guys that were able to make an impact from this recent draft, these two guys are kind of the guys that weren't really able to do things. Again, you know, Jamin with the, the torn Achilles, and then Hamza, we also saw seeing him, you know, have quite a bit of time on the injury list as well. There's big questions, big, big questions. So we're going to be discussing a lot of that tonight. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're talking about it all. I've recently got quite a bit of heat as well <laughs> for being supportive of Joe Douglas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's going on? There's a lot of people that do not believe that Joe Douglas will be able to get a solid draft class in here to really propel the New York Jets going forward. And I want to hear from y'all because I got questions. Salute to Spin Max Dave, Nathan Colgrove. Salute to y'all. 
in the chat. We'll come to you. Salute to all the savages in the chat. I call my chat the savages. Why? Because they are savage. They get after everybody. And it doesn't matter who you are. If you got a take that they don't like, they'll let you know. Nobody's safe. Not even me. Not even me. So we're going to get to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Also, if you're watching, please give the stream a thumbs up and subscribe as well. If you have not subscribed, and hit that notification bell so that when I post content, you will be in the know. First caller I'm going to, 973-973. I'm coming directly to you. So you salute to you, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. What's going on, man? Listen, yeah, it's time to talk, man. This linebacker position, who do you think was our best linebacker this past season, man? Hmm. Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, our whole, you know, that's that was another one of our big problems with the linebackers. You know, we didn't really have much. We didn't really have much to work with. So it's kind mm-hmm. of hard to say that. You know, you know, it was it was all a mess. You know, they made strides, you know, in the later part of the season, but, you know, for the record, our linebackers, you know, look kind of shabby. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you have anything about with, um, you know, Douglas. I mean, he, you know, his first season, you know, I mean, we weren't expecting much anyway. You you can't expect much, you know, from a first-year quarterback, a first-year coach, you know, to go all the way from, say, 3-13 and 13 to, like, you know, up to, say, Twelve and four, or whatever it is, but uh, you know, so we we couldn't expect much of him anyway. That's how it usually works out with uh, first year coaches. So it's not a big surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just I'm telling you, I've got I've gotten so much heat just for supporting Joe Douglas and saying, hey, I well, think that this guy and his staff. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I think this guy and his <laughs> staff can definitely put some things together, especially, again, with all the changes that we've seen, right, all the changes that we've seen in the way that you must scout because of everything that's going on out there and, you know, the the situation that we're in right now. With all the changes that we've seen, with all the changes that we've seen with player contact and all that stuff, I think that Joe Douglas and his staff is so unbelievably well prepared. It's ridiculous. Even when you hear about what they were able to do at the Senior Bowl, how people talked about how professional Mm -hmm. they were and how great that they were with players, and how many of the players themselves talked about how fun they made it and how much, you know, again, we saw players at the Senior Bowl with Jets paraphernalia on. A lot of these guys really started yeah, to believe I, it. Yeah, I like, thought hey, I saw that. They wanted to be Jets, you know what I'm saying? It was like they, they, right. they really put the cool in being a Jets player, and they did so well. And, again, a lot of that stuff is also allowing them to properly scout a player. I think people really often look at the – the athletic prowess of a player, and they think that that's it. No, that's not always it. There really is. That's not always it. It's also a part of the mental stuff, too. Can you coach this player properly? How does he respond to certain coaching? How does he respond to some of the other things that you will do? Does he look interested? Is he disinterested? There's a, there's a lot of questions there, a lot, a lot of questions, and I think that they answer some of those questions by properly mm-hmm. handling themselves at the senior bowl. I thought I did see some uh, Jets merchandise at, the, at their senior bowl. Maybe that's going to represent a clue. Mm-hmm. But, of course, given what we've had in the past few years with our draft picks, uh, that could be a bad omen. You know, we've seen what we, we, we've had over the last four or five years. Every time they're going to get a good draft pick, when I get all the uh, all the Jets memorabilia comes out, uh, you know, trying to represent uh, our future quarterback, whatever, and look what it turns out to be. 
a bust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, really, I hear you there. I hear you. I, I mean, I, I look at it like willing, this. I'm willing to give Zach another, I'm willing to give Zach another chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, well, look, again, Zach Wilson, we're one year, you know, out of it. He's a young quarterback. We, I, and that's why I warn people, if you think he's going to come in and be Aaron Rodgers, you've got to change your mind. You've got to switch it up. No, 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 no he's going to learn. He's going to learn. We saw his bumps, but we also saw him kind of step up and get better as well as the season went on, especially later in the season. He finished without throwing yes. an interception, I think, in like five games. We started to see him really yes. pick up the, the offense, really throw the ball, really find his playmaker. So I think we'll continue to see him grow. He has the ability. We see that he has the arm. We see that he has what it takes. He has all that stuff. He's just got to put it together. But those are the things that young quarterbacks go through. And I think before, and there's a lot of Jets fans that are ready to throw Zach away, and I'm not. I want to see what this kid no. has in year two. Let's continue. And I think a big part of that as well is protecting him properly. Let's get him some proper protection, and then let's allow him yes. to do his thing. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's going to be huge. But getting back to this linebacker protect situation, him. because, yeah, you've got to protect him. Now, when you look at this linebacker situation, what were your thoughts about Quincy Williams, man? Because he was a guy that was kind of a sneaky signing. Nobody really talked about him. He came yeah. in and really had a big impact for us. He did. I mean, you know, probably out of all linebackers, Williams might have been the best the best one, you know, he he did show some sort of promise, unlike our other linebackers up there. So I'm willing to I'm willing to give him a fair shake as well. I mean, Williams mm-hmm. might be, you know, our only good our only good on that line uh, for next season because uh, the linebacker position was rather miserable. Mhm. Yeah, there was a lot of injuries there as well. It was. It was. There was that's a lot the of problem. That's the problem. That's the problem. You have to have to keep your players healthy. Your linebackers, your quarterbacks, your running backs. If you're going to be nothing more than a train wreck, um, what have you got to go on? Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of yeah, was a, train wreck. a lot of guys getting hurt. And again, like Hamza Nesrodine, Jamin Sherwood, we saw them have their fair share of time on the injury list. Gerard Davis at one point, yeah. you know, missed the start of the season because he had an injury as well. So yeah, there was a lot of injuries there at linebacker. Uh, but, you know, as we continue to move forward, got to figure out what's going on here. Now, looking at trying to shore up some of that stuff, could you see the New York Jets swinging big to get a linebacker in free agency? Maybe a Dante or Hightower, Kwan Alexander, maybe a Bentley, something like that? Well, I like Hightower. The question is, uh, can we get him, and how much do you think we can get him for? And who we have mm-hmm. to jump, that mean trade, Again, I don't want to sound so harsh yeah. with the word dump. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's going to be guys out there. And, like, you know, I know that there are some Jets fans that will look to target him. My tower's good. I don't know if – yeah, he is. But I like I like Kwan Alexander. Kwan Alexander is definitely a guy that I would like to look to bring in here as well. Um, again, the Saints and the situation they're looking at, there's going to be a lot of guys that they're going to have to let go to that we could actually poach as well. But that's when I look at the situation and I say, well, the Jets do have quite a bit of draft capital as well to add to this, to this football yes. team. And there's been a lot of discussion about N'Kobe Dean at the number 10 pick. This kid is phenomenal. He's got this unbelievably athletic, can move around. He's a backer that really, you know, a lot of scouts and everybody looks at. And they say, hey, this kid's got it all. This kid from Georgia can absolutely do whatever it takes to, to you know, be successful in this league. What are your thoughts at that? Would you like to see the New York Jets take Nakobe at 10? 
Huh. At this point, I'll take anybody. I'll take, <laughs> I would take him because we need help. Yeah, yeah. As a fan, I think so I might need final, help. <laughs> my final question for you before I let you go is, there's a lot of rumors about the Jets looking to re-sign Marcus May. What are your thoughts on that? Would you like to see him back as a New York Jet? Hmm, Marcus May as a Jet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't too bad. You know, I I, I like him. I think we should keep him. But if it, this year isn't is worth it, then you trade him. I want to give him the shot too. But if this team doesn't do anything like it was supposed to do from this season, because they have a lot of expectations, I say you got you, you got to clear some room. Because the, yeah. the more they get into, you know, you know, it's one thing when you're a rookie or a second year and you have to develop, but if you're just going to be, you know, a trash heap year after year, something's got to be done. And if he doesn't perform this year, I say give him the hook. Yeah. yeah. Give him the I hook. Mean, he's, you know, yeah, he's, got, he's coming off that injury, but I definitely think, again, yeah. if you can bring him back because of yeah, what another he injury. Has, yeah, uh, what he has and what he brings to the table, I'd like to see him. But, again, I don't want to see us overspend for Marcus May either, though. I really don't, and I don't mm-hmm. think we will. I think that if he can, we can work out a deal. I think, you know, that that maybe 10 to $11 million range is where I think we should get him at. But if he doesn't, if he wants way more over that, then I think it's time for us yeah. to move on. So I think maybe like yeah, 7 I mean, to $8 million is fair enough. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you'll get him for that, but we'll see. Listen, man. Uh, I mean, Joe. Listen, Joe Douglas is going to work his magic, and we all know that if Joe wants a guy and he wants to keep you, he's going to find a way. But you know, we've seen him really take this franchise a different place, and again, so confident in him as well because his ability to draft, I think, is huge too. So even if a guys do walk away into free agency, I think he'll be able to replace them with some guys that be adequate starters. You know? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And, again, I want to thank him for calling in. Listen, there's going to be a lot of question marks, again, especially with the franchise tag being placed on a lot of these players that we're looking to target. We're going to see what happens. There's a lot of people that want to target, you know, Marcus Williams as well in free agency. A lot of Jets fans talking about that constantly. We'll see what happens going forward. But before we get going to the next caller, I want to thank Leon S. Kennedy for the big, 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 big donation. Again, I want to thank Leon S. Kennedy with the big, 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 big donation. Listen, salute to Leon. Leon says, hey, Joe, I'm in Texas now, and time to support the channel some more. God bless you. Thank you so much, man. Salute to you, Leon. It's always good to see you in here. You have a lot of fun. Salutes, man. Good to see you back, and I hope you're doing well wherever you're at. You know what I'm saying? Wherever you're at, I hope you're doing well. A guy in Texas. Making it happen. Salutes to you, Leon. Also, Spin Max Dave as well. Salutes to you. He says, are there any Jets players worth a franchise tag? The thing is, is I, I don't think there is. I mean, the only guy I think, you know, a lot of people would suspect that we were franchise tag is, there was a, I mean, we franchised Marcus May last year, but I don't think that they'll do that again. Um, Braxton Berrios is a guy that's definitely a must-resign for us. But, I mean <laughs> – he, Joe Douglas is definitely not going to franchise tag him, you know. <laughs> he doesn't even want to pay him a, reportedly a close to the $9 million that he's looking for. So I'm thinking, no, not at this point. Um, I don't think there's any guys that we could look to franchise tag, you know, 
But there's, I'm telling you, the franchise tag is definitely going to have an impact on how we have to walk into free agency and who we're going to be able to get. Because there are some players that I'm very concerned about is going to get that franchise tag that may get away from us. Hassan Riddick is one of them. I really like that guy, but I feel like, you know, they're going to slap that tag on him. So we'll see what happens going forward, especially with that, again, being available so far. So we're going to get back to the lines again, 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Steve, man. I'm going to my guy, Steve. Okay. Salute to you, Steve. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Steve, we're talking, man. We're talking NFL. We're talking combine. We're talking about it all. What are your thoughts about the NFL combine bubble? What are your thoughts about how the NFL kind of conceded a little bit to some of the things that the agents and trainers and players wanted? Hey, Joe. Well, first of all, thank you again for having me on your show, man. It's it's always great to talk to you, to you, man. Awesome. Thank you so much, and thank you for calling in, man. Hey, hey. So, no, listen. The the thing about the NFL Combine is, and and you know, listen. You know, the world has been getting a lot better. You know, in the last year and a half. But you know, unfortunately, in some situations, there are still parts. There are still parts of this world right now when we do have to wear the mask. Unfortunately, but you know, yeah. the NFL Combine, I think this year just wants to keep it safe because remember. We we couldn't really have a combine a couple of years ago when it first started back in 2020. Then in 2021, they wanted to wait another year until when it was time for another combine. But now, but now this year they're 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 finally going to do it again. But they just want to keep it safe, you know, because obviously mm-hmm. you don't want to take a chance, you know. Again, with you know what's going on all over the world, like you said, not going to really get into it too much, but. You know, we we just got to keep the players safe. You know, you know, you made yeah. some good points about Joe tonight. How you were talking about the the linebacker position. I mean, listen, C.J. Mosley, without a doubt, was our best linebacker last year. But I think one yeah. of the best pickups we had last year was when we got Quinton Williams's brother, Quincy Williams from Jacksonville. You know, I I don't know how the Jaguars let him go and the Jets got him right yeah. away. Let me tell you something. Yeah. I, I think. Uh, one thing I love about Quincy Williams, I, I he is fast. He can hit. You know, I'll never forget the first the one of the one of the one of the first games of the year that I watched him play. The second game of the year, even though we got killed by New England in our home opener, there was one play in the game I remember when Quincy Williams light up James White on one play in the game. I don't know if you remember that hit. He he like mm-hmm. drilled him. Let me tell you, that yeah. is something that I want our linebackers to do, like what Quincy Williams can do. He's a, he's a hard hitter, and he's and he's fast. Now, the other thing is, you know, because one of the goals that we got to do on our defensive side of the ball, you know, we talked about before how the offense has to be built around Zach Wilson. We need to get a defense to be built around C.J. Mosley because, listen, last year there were times where C.J. Mosley had to do everything on the field and everybody all thinks that cj mosley sucks let me tell you something cj mosley does not suck last year without a doubt he was our best defensive player on the team last year now i'm not saying he was a pro bowl caliber but he was our best defensive player yeah no yeah listen steve you're spitting facts right now this defense definitely does need to be improved there's definitely some areas that we could target to really 
get it to the next level. As all, as we all know, the defense was not very good, um, you know, this year. But I think the biggest addition that needs to be, you know, places in this defense for me is pass rush. I think that's the biggest problem. And, again, even with, you know, Carl Lawson coming back, I don't think that's necessarily going to be enough. I think the New York Jets should look to target multiple pass rushers, bring them in here, rather be in, free, you know, free agency. Again, I love Hassan Riddick. Jerry Hughes is a guy that could be out there as well, uh, a veteran guy that you can bring in for the rotation. There's other guys that could be out there as well. I think you have to target some guys and bring them in here so that we can get after the quarterback, so that we can send pressure without having to constantly send blitz. Send blitz. You know, because, again, this is a passing league, and if you cannot get to the quarterback, you're going to have a long day defensively. Yeah. No, Joe, now here was the thing. I know we spoke about the pass rusher before from Oregon. Uh, what was his name again? Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I could just say his first name, Kayvon. I just can't say his last name. But there's another pass rusher that I want to talk to you about. And, I mean, here mm-hmm. is the thing. I think as of right now, he is going to be the second overall pick of the draft. But there's another pass rusher I want to talk to you about, and that's the guy mm-hmm. from Michigan, Aiden Hutchinson. I don't know if you've yeah. ever heard of Aiden Hutchinson, Joe, but yeah. he is yeah, another pass rusher that the Jets could use. And let me just tell mm-hmm. you something, because I watch, I watch a lot of Big Ten football. You know, I mean, I'm a Rutgers fan, okay, and I watch Big Ten football a lot. And let me tell you something, that I, I remember watching Aiden Hutchinson play during the season. The guy is an animal on the field. And I, I think, Joe, yeah. if he is available at number four, which I don't think he will be, he would be a player I would look at, too. Yeah. I mean, he definitely is, you know, a guy that we should look at, but I just don't think he's going to be there. I mean, everybody, you know, pretty has pretty much has him going either. I've, I've heard one overall before. I've definitely heard him going to the Lions. I don't think he'll slide down. Uh, I, think, I, think, I think the Lions is go where he's going to go to because, you know, Joe, he mm-hmm. is from Michigan, Joe, and obviously he went to Michigan think it would make a lot of sense if he ends up going to the Lions. And I think and I think Joe that is gonna be the team where he's gonna go to. But I mean, hey, listen, if he was available, Joe, at number four, I would take him, but I don't think he's gonna be there. And listen, you know, other positions, you know, in the draft that we talked about too at number four. Wait, you know, wait, 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 I wouldn't mind getting wait a second, second Steve. Hold on a second, Steve. Hold on a second. But there's a lot of talk about and you talked about Kayvon Thibodeau as well. There's a lot of people that have him at four now. There there's a lot of people talking about him sliding to four. I know you talked about Aiden Hutchinson, but Kayvon could be there, but also you gotta think Steve as well, is that not only do we have the number four pick in the first round, we also have the number ten pick as well. So there's guys that we could also get down at that 10 pick that, to get, that could definitely help us out too, you know, at pass rusher. There's been a lot of talk about Jermaine Johnson. There's been a lot of talk about uh, David Obago. Like there's a lot of guys that could help, you know, within our situation that could really help us at edge. Right. No, no, I agree with you on that. But now, Joe, here is a question I want to talk to you about. And let's say the Jets don't re-sign Marcus May, right? And mm-hmm. we're stuck at the safety position and we don't really pick up the safety during free agency. Here is my question to you. Let's say Kyle Hamilton is still available at number 10. Would you take Mm -hmm. him at number 10 if he was available? Not at number four, but at number 10. I mean, if he's available at number 10, he is a great safety. 
I mean, the the value there, I guess, yeah, I could I could see us taking him at 10. I could absolutely see that. I would do it. But I just doubt that he's going to be there. And, again, it really would depend on who we would take it for, too, you know, that would really impact that decision. But if he yeah, you know, saying, I, you know something, I don't Joe, see, yeah, I don't see how they wouldn't do that, especially – hold on a second, Steve. I don't see how they – I don't see Joe Douglas passing on him at 10 if he's there at 10, but I just doubt that he's there. Yeah, no. But, but obviously now, Joe – you talk about like the situation you were, that that you spoke about with your staff that that you spoke about Joe Douglas and his staff. Let me tell you something. This is finally a staff in the front office that we can finally trust. You know, back then, you know, mm-hmm. when we had Mike McCagnan as our GM for four, for for four and a half years. You know, I'll never forget when he first came to the team. You know. You know, I remember a lot of Jet fans really liked him at the beginning, and I and I remember you were okay with him at the beginning, but then we got to see his bad side, you know. Like, I just remember, you know, all the draft picks that Mike McCagnin would do. You know how many of those players are not in the NFL anymore? At least 90% of those players that he drafted are not even in yeah. the NFL anymore. You know, like, yeah. I mean, obviously there, there were a few players, though, that, that we, I mean, obviously, you know, the only player now that we really have that that's still technically from his draft class is Quinn and Williams. But then you know, obviously Marcus May was still on the team, but we don't know where he's going to be. You know, going into free agency. But you know something, Joe? Comparing to Joe Douglas and Mike McCagnan, I would have Joe Douglas in a heartbeat with 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 where this team is at now, because obviously Mike McCagnan is another one of the reasons why why we were set back for so many years. Because the guy yeah, didn't I mean, know how to draft. No, not only did he not know how to draft, Steve, but he also signed a lot of horrific deals in free agency to try to cover up for his inability to draft. I know we're talking about C.J. Mosley, who, who's a phenomenal linebacker for us, right, who played very well. But no, there's no way he's worth $17.5 million this upcoming season. That's a deal that was signed by Mike McCagnan. If we try to get rid of him, we eat $20 million, which is not going to happen, so he's going to be here. But does anybody remember Tremaine Johnson? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh, my, my God, <laughs> Joe. That, that, that was, was, well. that was one of the worst. Here was the thing, that, Joe. Dude, one of the, hold on a second, Steve. Hold on a second. One of the worst deals that we've seen signed, one of the biggest free agency busts that we've ever seen. Again, when you go into free agency, especially bringing in corners, you already taking a chance. But then you give him the type of contract that Mike McCagnin gave him, and that guy never did anything. He was a complete bum here for us, and that impacted us even after he was gone because he was still on the books for some years. His money was still there, so that tied up a lot of the resources that we could have utilized to better this football team up in free agency. We were in cap. We were, had so many issues. Mike McCagan, I think, had over $300 million to fix this football team throughout his tenure and just blew it all. He had so many bad signings. He had so many bad draft picks. It was insane. Remember his whole first draft class? Had pretty much busted out. He was busting out a mid-round. He passed on so many good players to draft bums. It was insane. He passed on Alvin Kamara to draft us. Uh, Al- yeah, no, he passed on. Al- 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 Go ahead, man. Hey, 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 oh, Joe, hey, Joe. Remember when he drafted Christian Hackenberg? Oh my God! In the second round. In the second round. I know. He, <laughs> he took him in the second round. 
With Cody White yeah, you, sitting it, right there, he took Christian Hackenberg in the second round. It's insane. Wait, who, who did you who did you say who did he pass up on? Who what was his name? He had he had so I, that was I was loved Cody Whitehair coming out of the draft, and I said if this kid is in the second round, we got to take him. He's a guard center, all right. We got to take him. He's got to protect. Him. He passed on him to draft Christian Hackenberg. Get out of here! He has a bum. No, no. Let bum. me tell you something, Joe. He was a damn Joe. bum, man. No, Joe. That to me. Out of all the draft picks that Mike McCagnan had, I thought that was the worst pick he ever had. And at first I was like, wait, why did we pick a quarterback if we already had three other quarterbacks on the roster? And I even said that to myself because that was when we had had Fitzpatrick and Geno Smith and and Bryce Petty. It it didn't make Mm -hmm. any sense at all. And let me tell you something, it was a good thing he never saw the field. And then – Okay, now listen. Here was the thing, Joe. I agree with you. Joe, Joe, here was the thing I am going to do. Christian Hackenberg never did anything here. He did nothing. He did nothing. A second-round pick that folded like a lawn chair. That guy was awful. We should have never drafted him there. Yeah, I know. But, Joe, but, Joe. The bad memory. Because here was the thing, Joe. If you were – now, obviously – you know, from other from the other draft that we have, let me tell you something. I have more trust now in Joe Douglas, and then especially with Robert Sala and the coaching staff. And let me tell you something. All of the college players that played for the Jets coaching side for the Senior Bowl, they said mm-hmm. so many tremendous things about the Jets coaching staff. And you know something? Yep. Let me tell you something. One of the other coaching staff that I like, I know we don't really talk about him a lot, I love Rob Middleton of how he gets the team prepared. You know, when he had a yeah. coach for the game against Jacksonville, when Salah was out with, you know, you know why we wear masks in the world. I'm not going to say it because it, it's your show. Thank I'm going to respect your Thank orders. You, going to respect Thank your you, orders. But you Ooh. know something? But you know something? The way how he coached it, and I remember his locker room speech before the game, that was absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, I, I got and, – and you know something? A lot of people, even a lot of NFL analysis, were even saying how the New York Jets coaching staff is very, very, very well respected. You know, they and, I yeah. mean, they did say some good things about the Lions coaching staff, but they even said that they were impressed with the Jets coaching staff. And, and I got to tell you something. This is a coaching staff that I do believe, Joe, that is finally a team going in the in the direction. You know, Todd Bowles is coaching staff, not crazy. Adam Gaze, coaching staff. Finally, a coaching staff that we have that will be well-respected. Well yeah, absolutely. They will be, Steve. And even going back, because we're talking about these linebackers tonight, there's guys that could end up hitting free agency, and I think that that's going to be an impact on them as well is, hey, can we, you know, can this coaching staff really lure guys in? You know, do, do people want to look around and say, hey, Robert Sell is a guy that I absolutely want to play for. So when you look around at some of the free agent linebackers that could be out there, what are some of the guys that you're looking at that you think the New York Jets could target and actually get? Well, I haven't really gotten to pay attention to who the linebackers are in free agency because, I mean, I, I've looked at a lot of other players too. I never really got a chance to study uh, who the linebackers are going into free agency. But, but what, listen, about, what about but, a guy like I mean, uh, Jawan Bentley or, 
or even like Dante Hightower? Or what about uh, Kwan Alexander? What are your thoughts about that? Um, Alexander is Alexander is the guy from Buffalo, right? Mm. No, Alexander is the guy. That is the guy from New Orleans Saints. Oh, that's right. I'm thinking of the other guy. No, I would I would like to have him on the team. And you know, I mean, the Saints are in a tough situation with their cap space. And, and you know, he would be a linebacker I would look at. But you know, the thing is, I want I want linebackers to come to this team. If we're going to sign a linebacker, they have to fit in Salah's system and and in Ulbrich's mm-hmm. system as well. You know, like that yeah. is the key thing. That is the key thing. You got to make sure the player fits in the system. And especially when it comes time to the draft, you got to make sure that they fit into the system. Because if they fit in the system, we could be going in the right direction. Now, the thing is, though, Joe, you know, we still have a few more weeks left to go, you know, before free agency hits. We're going to see what's going to happen, though. But but let me tell you something. This is finally hope, you know, even after a 4-13 and season we had last year, this is, I think, finally a season coming up where we could see some high momentum. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying any record prediction yet right now, but this is, I think, well, finally a chance for our team to yeah. go in the right direction. Yeah, I think it's a little early to talk about record predictions. It's very early, actually. Again, the, the teams are not looking the same as they would look when the season's open. But I, I'm, I'm as fired up as you, Steve. I'm hyped up because, like you said, I think that we finally have a front office and a staff that is on one accord. We finally Just have a front, the Johnsons front office out of it. and staff. Just keep the Johnsons and, and, and away. They will. And they will, and they will. But, again, I think we finally have a staff that has it together. we got a general manager that understands how to scout. He's not going to get fleeced. He's not going to take advantage of. We have a coaching staff that people are excited about, not just us, you know, but other players as well. Player, hell, players around the league, we, we've seen it. Once we hired Robert Sella, we saw players come out. Richard Sherman, all these other guys talk about how great he was and how they're excited about him, not even, just as even a coach, but as a man. All Fred those, Warner. Yeah, Fred Warner, all those guys, all those guys came out and talked about, you know, how great he was going to be. So we're, you, we've you got know, Joe, all Joe. these guys that are so respected. Hold on a second, Steve. we got all these guys that are so respected around, and not only are they just respected, they know their stuff. They know their stuff, and they're going to turn things around and get us in the right direction. So I'm right there with you, Steve. I'm excited about this offseason hey. as well. I'm excited about the direction and where, where we're going. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, Joe, the one last thing I'll say before I go. Remember when Fred Warner, before the season last this past year in 2021, signed a contract extension with the 49ers? You know what was the first thing he did after he got his big contract extension with the 49ers? He thanked Robert Sala. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Robert Sala, Sala was the reason why he got his contract extension. And, you know, yeah. I remember what, during last year, Joe, the other thing I'm going to say this. Remember when Robert Sala spoke to the to the to the media about you know like when the media asked him you know like why is it that you guys are in a tough position right now you know with a young team and all that stuff you know what Robert Sala said in in that press conference he spoke about the 2017 49ers and you know that 49ers mm-hmm. team was a, was not that good that year because Obvi- obviously because they were they were a rebuilding team that year. He spoke about how each year they developed and rebuilt. And Robert Sala compared our season of 2021 to when he was in San Francisco in 2017. And Fred Warner was part of that, of, of that team at the beginning. 
And when Fred Warner, a few years after, got his contract extension, which he just did this past year, the first person he thanked was Robert Sala. Sala was the main reason why he got his extension. And and Sala's talked about that as well, Steve. When he got here, he was talking about how, hey, I want to make sure that it's an environment where players buy in because they know that I want them to win. I want to put you in a position where you make plays and you get the most money that you possibly can. He talked about that. Ensuring players and, get and paid Joe, with their worth and putting them in positions to do that, Steve. Joe, that beginning press conference, when he had his first press conference to the media, when he was introduced mm-hmm. as the head coach, Joe, it was one of the best press conferences I ever watched a Jets head coach. A Jets head coach. One of the best, head, one of the best opening press conferences I ever saw because he understood where the Jets were the last few years, you know, of how they were mm-hmm. a winning organization and how he wanted to change it and how he wants to make sure to help, you know, because the one thing he understands also, too, of what the fans have gone through. You know, I am hoping, Joe, that this thing goes in the, in the right direction going for the next season coming up. But we're going to see what happens. Yeah. You know, right now it's February 22nd right now. The season just ended a week and a half ago. You know, now now we're we're gonna see what happens. But Joe, exciting things yeah. are gonna be at the at, at the light at the end of the tunnel. That's a fact. That's an absolute fact. And listen, I wanna thank Steve for coming on tonight. He absolutely spit the fire. He spit pure fire. Hard to stop him. He was bringing takes. You know what I'm saying? Again, five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in, we're taking all callers. But, I mean, a lot of what Steve said was factual. You talk about this linebacker position, you talk about some of the pieces that need to be added, there's a lot, you know, that we can do to really up it. Again, a guy like Gerard Davis going into free agency, I think that we should look to resign him. He's a guy that we could bring back that can continue to have some impact there. But I'll tell you what, Quincy Williams sliding over into that spot and taking over, I wouldn't have no issues with it whatsoever. And, again, I think when you look at free agency, because, you know, the franchise tag is going to be there. We'll see who's going to be available. But a guy like Kwan Alexander could come in here and really have a big impact for us. I think he's a guy that we should definitely look at. But, again, in the draft, N'Kobe Dean, you could see N'Kobe Dean at 10. You could see it. <laughs> that kid's phenomenal. Kid from Georgia, he's flying around. He'll make it happen. He'll make it happen. But there was a lot of discussion, a lot of discussion about what we should do it for as well. I've gone back and forth with a lot of people, and salutes to all the savages in the chat, too, going back and forth. Listen, there was a lot of people talking about, hey, taking Hamilton at four, Kyle Hamilton. Salutes to NY Jets FL. He talked about that, too, taking Kyle Hamilton at four, taking Sauce at, you know, at 10. I could see that. I could absolutely see that. My whole deal is this. My only thing against taking Kyle Hamilton at four is I think that's too high to take a safety because we need so much more. And I know people love him. I don't think he's a bad player. I think he's a good player. But I just, I'm just hesitant to do that. I need impact players at impact positions. I need a pass rusher. I need, I need another offensive lineman. I, just, I need that. I need to protect my quarterback. I need to make sure that I can get after the quarterback as well. And I just think that taking a safety that high is just it's too damn high for a non-impact position on a rebuilding team when we need to get after it. So I love the kid. I'm telling you, I love him. I think he's phenomenal. 
I hate the school that he plays for. Okay, I hate the school that he plays for. Jesus. When will college just delete that team? Can we do that? Just delete that team that he plays for. You know, move him somewhere else. He's a phenomenal player. But come on. We cannot take a safety that high, guys. I'm sorry. Soft Garner. Good corner, though. I will say that. He's a guy that we could end up taking, especially if we don't end up taking a taking a, a corner in free agency. That's a name to keep up with. So, salutes. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. We're talking Jets. We're talking linebackers. We're talking it all. And now I'm going to go to my dude, Venom G. Listen, for those of you that do not know who Venom G's is, okay? For those of you that don't know, let me tell you something. He is My God, he's a savage. He's a damn savage. Don't play around with Venom, bro. <laughs> play with something safe. Yo. That's what I always tell people. <laughs> Salute, Venom. Yo, what's happening? Venom, listen. We talking Jets tonight. Steven came up here and gave us a couple minutes of heat. I mean, he gave us some heat right there. Salutes to all the callers. I'm going to get to all of y'all. Steve gave us some heat, though, all right? So when you look at yeah. the situation right now with the New York Jets linebackers, give me your thoughts about who you thought was the best linebacker for us this season. Who impressed you the most? Gosh, um, I got to go with Steve. I think it's CJ and right behind CJ. Quincy Williams, man, that dude's a flyer. Mm-hmm. He can hit. He's, he's, you know, he's he's a dog out there. So I think he's, mm-hmm. you know, but I agree with you too. We need to, you know, get a few more, you know, linebackers in there. And I wouldn't mind mm-hmm. bringing in an old face, you know, from them Saints that we drafted, you know, and Demario Davis. What you think about that, Joe? Hmm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> There's people talking about I've heard some Jets fans talking about that. See, we're going to be trying to show up. I've heard Jets fans talk about that. Here's the deal, all right, and I want to be very clear about this. Has he gone over there and performed well? Absolutely. But I don't want to try to romanticize, mm-hmm. you know, DeMario too much because when he was here, you was watching, I was watching, we was watching, yeah. okay? He was not that good. <laughs> he was not yeah. that good. Now, coming here, you know, I don't know. I, it depends on – you know, what he would be looking for. It depends on also the fit within our defense, because I know that he's kind of been moved around a little bit over there, but I'm not necessarily against him, but I don't know, you know, kind of what he would be asking for. You know what I'm saying? Like, what exactly kind of deal that he's looking for? And, again, the Saints are going to be getting rid of guys left and right because of their cap situation. I know. And and I don't think, you know, we're at a position to pay somebody 15, 16 like the Saints did over there. So, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be tough, but I, I like who we have in place right now. I think we have a mm-hmm. good, you know, middle linebacker, you know, one D, one good outside linebacker. We need to fill in the other position. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be tough. Yeah. What are your thoughts? When you look at this linebacking core, one of the things that I was surprised by, right, because we saw mm-hmm. so much impact from so many of the rookies. Right, We saw so many rookies be able 
to give us impact immediately from this recent draft. We saw Elijah Vera Tucker give us immediate impact, Elijah Moore, the list goes on, Michael Carter, who just just absolutely was balling for us for a while. But then when you look at some of the guys defensively as well, we saw some impact from them, the guys later on in the draft, right? We saw the corner that we yeah. took. He went out there and, and, and put on on the other side of Bryce Hall. We saw him go out there and perform pretty well. But Hamza Nezraldine and Jamin Sherwood, these two young guys that we've converted now to linebacker, we didn't see much from them. What were your thoughts about that? Seeing watching the rest of the class have some impact and them not having much, do you have big question marks for them going into next season? No, no, I don't think we should have because, you know, a position change is is tough. And, and just even when you draft them as a, knowing that there's safety and you want them to come in, and then the techniques, the hand skills, the the way they have to attack, who they're responsible for. It's a lot of, you know, requirements that you ask them to do. It's not like they've been doing this since they were in high school or junior high school came through the ranks. It's like a whole new, you know, element for them. So they, it's, it's going to be tough. So once they get into a little bit more practice, I think they'll be fine. But, you know, they have to see more game playing time. You see them, they got in the beginning part of the season, they got hurt, and then, you know, they were, they were out for a while, and then we got comfortable mm-hmm. with just trying to see who has what. So I think they mm-hmm. this year they have to come in and, and, you know, step up a little bit more. You know, but yeah. I think with CJ there and Quincy being there, they, they, they should make some leaps and bounds from where they were last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and again, they both saw quite a bit of time on the injury list. I think it was Jamin Sherwood uh, was the guy that tore his Achilles. Yeah. He was on IR. Uh, you know, we saw Hamza Nezrodine. He spent some time on IR. So yeah. I'm just hoping that those guys can come back and be healthy because, like you said as well, for them to really turn things around next season, they got to be on the field, dude. Like, if you can't get on the yeah. field and be healthy, then <laughs> there's not much that we can talk about. You know what I'm saying? Your best ability is availability. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and to me, I would have played smart ball, and if I had two, if I had Marcus May out, you know, and I have a shaky Ashton Davis, I would have put them back in their original position and say, you know, guys, go do what y'all do. But we mm. don't run the team. We just say, okay, you know, you, you drafted two safeties, converted them into linebackers. Why not? If you have a loophole somewhere, why would you say go back to the position and then? see how that works out. Then what they yeah. did was take, you know, a, a cornerback and put him at safety, you know, and he did a damn good job. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, yeah, those guys, those, let me tell you something. We had so many injuries defensively. It was insane. But like you said, it was crazy to see Sulla be able to kind of mismatch a scratch and scratch. I remember Gerard Wilson, they brought him in and just made him and say they were bringing yeah. guys off the street at one point and just putting them in safety. You know what I'm saying? And those guys were able to yeah. perform in those situations. Now, talking about this safety situation, there's a lot of rumors, Venom. There's a lot of talk about the New York Jets are looking to re-sign Marcus May. What are your thoughts about that, man? Because there's some Jets fans that are like, I don't give a damn, just move on from this guy. And then there's other Jets fans saying, hey, I- I'm ready to bring him back. Give me your thoughts, man. You know, I, I, you know I'm all for Marcus, man. I He's he's been the longest tenure guy in this I think in this group here. So I I mm-hmm. believe he should be paid. I don't think that 
he should take less money from this team because they've been messing with him so much. I think he deserves to be paid. I wouldn't mind resigning him because he does a great job out there, you know, eliminating mm-hmm. deep plays and things like that. So I don't I, – and, and you know, what, what, what you would pay somebody in free agents, you could give it to this man, and he knows the system already. He's familiar with it. I wouldn't mind giving mm-hmm. him – you know, a, a, a contract, man. I think he deserves it. He played his butt off, and he's been on the squad for so long, so I don't mind Marcus Mays signing with the team. I, Here's I, I my like question, though, The, the devil you know than the devil that you don't know, man. You know, <laughs> we, we may come in. <laughs> we may come in, and then we may get another Johnson situation at the quarterback. So I, I, I like keeping the players that we know than the players we don't know. Or, or they may, you know, say, I, I just like that. You know, just yeah. Marcus is a good dude. I think he's been playing ball. When the other dude on the – we're not even going to mention him. The other dude was screaming and wilding and calling out people. <laughs> Marcus kept his head down, <laughs> mouth shut. <laughs> you know, Marcus stayed, yeah, yeah. you know, right yeah. there. He, he, and, and he rolled with us. He rolled with us. He said, dude, if you mm-hmm. want to do that, that's good. But – I'm going to stay here and I'm going to help turn this around. And just for us, yeah. you know, as a fan base, you can't just say, yo, get rid of everybody because we can, we're not even letting them see the problems land with us, man. Yeah. But but my question is this, though, Venom, and you're talking about bringing them back, and I just want to play devil's advocate because you said, you know, the, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. Okay. The question is, I'm you know, you. yeah, Marcus. Don't talk about money. Yeah, it, it, it's, just not, it's not just money, though, Venom, but – character questions because everybody's acting like he didn't have a, a secret DUI of brewing mm-hmm. before all yeah, this stuff yeah, happened. Yeah. Does it, let me bring yeah. you back a couple of steps. Does anybody remember yeah, the uh, time where him and his agent were going crazy everywhere? His agent was going off yeah. on social media constantly, and then out of nowhere, boom, we find out that Marcus May had gotten a DUI and was found drunk in his car with throw-up on him? Does anybody remember that? Does anybody remember that there were reports that the New York Jets knew nothing about it and the NFL didn't either, and that's why it wasn't reported? Does anybody remember that? Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying yeah, when you I, talk I, about resigning, and I love Marcus May. I'm, I'm just, I'm yeah. like, hold on, let me set the table. Let me set the table, Venom. Now, I love Marcus May. I'm going to preference that. Don't draw no Picasso, man. Don't draw no Picasso. <laughs> we talking about in all between the white lines. All I'm saying is, Venom, I'm asking you the question is that with all that that has gone on, how can you give him the type of money? that he's possibly going to be asking for without wondering about his character a little bit. Venom, give me your thoughts on that, yeah. bro. What are you doing? It's tough. Is that coming it's into tough, play? It's tough, man, but I think, I think it's tough, and I think it's, you know, just for me, if I was in a position where, mm-hmm. you know, I think my general manager is saying, yeah, we got to make him a long-term, you know, piece of this picture, he's going to be the number one guy, and you, you, you're you jerking me around some type of way, and I'm, me and my attorney's trying to get this done, and my, you know, I, I, and my agent's trying to get this done, I think I, I would feel a type of way, and I think he feels a type of way, and he doesn't care anymore to be like, yo, all right, until this contract get done, I, I can't do nothing about it but show up here and, and act a fool. 
I, I think he just went out ahead of, you know, he he made a mistake. I think we all could, you know, bounce back from mistakes and things like that. So mm-hmm. I, I can't, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, let that be his lasting image that we have of him. Because I know we all mm-hmm. make mistakes. We all have the right to bounce back from it. You know, so I, I, I think one bad, one bad, you know, situation shouldn't, determine how we look at him or if we should give him this money from what he's done on the field. I think he could correct that. Robert Starler and the team will help him, you know, make better decisions. But I think we need to look at what he's doing on the field. And if he can, mm. you know, he can produce, you know, the way we need him to. Yeah. No, listen, I, I hear that, Vino, and I, and I feel kind of the because, same way. Because, I just got to ask, we, I'd ask these we, questions. We, 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 we. We we looking we we got Quincy out here doing the same thing too. We over here driving, so we we have some things with these guys on our squad that that we you know they, they're doing. They're not all choir boys, so we we just got to give mm-hmm. them a little bit of leeway. They're just all young dudes, you know. So we got to mm-hmm. give them a little bit of you know rope to get back in and and get back into the position they need to be, man. No, yeah. Listen, I hear you. Now, when you look at the defense, we're going back to it. Let me tell you something. I, I've taken a lot of heat recently for being a pretty big supporter of Joe Douglas and what he's trying to do here. You know, Venom, I've had people, you know, I've gone back and forth with a lot of people. And then I say, well, okay, if you look at some of the moves that he's been able to make, some of the guys he's brought in that have had impact with us, right? You look at the draft picks. You look at our recent draft. Michael Carter in the fourth, like I talked about, uh, you know, moving up, basically giving up peanuts for the best, you know, left guard in the draft, and, and Elijah Vera Tucker, and Ooh. getting Elijah Elijah Moore in the second round, and all these things that we've seen, getting rid of Jamal Adams for two first round picks. It's just like you can you can name Ooh. these things. Now, one of the things that we're seeing, we talked about C.J. Mosley earlier. The Jets are going to eat seventeen point five million dollars from him this year. If we try to get rid of him, it's gonna move up to twenty million if we try to cut him in dead money. Doesn't things like that make you appreciate Joe Douglas? <laughs> Aren't you so glad that we have moved out of the dark ages of, of Mike McCagnan and now we have yeah. a legitimate general manager here that doesn't do stupid things? Yeah, and I and I agree with everything Joe Douglas is doing because we would throw the money away like we had it like that. Look at the, mm-hmm. the Le'Veon contract that then. Oh my god! Uh, I, I just think all the moves oh, that they were Lord. making was just horrible, man. And then yeah. you give Le'Veon all this money and get rid of him two seasons later, like it just makes no sense. So they have somebody frugal, like. You know, and just like Joe Douglas, and just say, yo, come here on a one-year deal. Show us what you got. Let us know that you're you're worthy of that big contract. I think that speaks values for a lot of players. And if you bet on yourself and you know you that dude, you wouldn't have a problem Mm -hmm. with that. Just say, okay, cool. Instead of us throwing a bunch of money out the window and then getting no return on our investment, that would be – that's horrible. And that's what we did numerous times before with numerous trash players. So I'm, yeah. I'm ecstatic we're in a different place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am too. I mean, there, again, I am so glad that we have a general manager that seems to have a plan and we finally have 
a franchise that seems to be in order, man. And it's just not a bunch of nonsense yeah. like we saw going on with Mike McCagney with here. That was awful. Now, as we continue to talk about this linebacker position, you got Gerard Davis. He's going in free agency. He looks like he's going to be, you know, unrestricted free agent. Give me your thoughts about him, man, and do you think the New York Jets should look to resign him? No, I don't think so. At this point, I think you got to slide one of these young guys that were drafted to mm. play the position, fill him into that position, let the let Javon Davis go, and have these young guys step up. It's now or never. We can't have them on the on, on the roster just waiting until their fifth year option and see what they are. This, that's what we mm. did with Sam Donald. We put him in, but we couldn't see what the hell he was because we didn't put the pieces around him to to see what he could be, you know. So all we did, all we have these guys doing us sitting on the back burner. No, we need to throw them in there. Throw them in the fire, mm-hmm. see how they react to it. And you have two guys back there, you know. And I, I'm a firm believer that we should have Quincy Williams starting um, and then mostly yeah. starting and one of these young guys on the other side starting. So however they want to do it, but they got to catch up quick. They got to make their mistakes take their licks and, and start developing quickly because we need them. Yeah, I could see that now. When you look at the linebacker position as well, uh, Venom, listen, there are some options there in the draft too, and there's a lot of things starting to brew about, especially within the Jets fan base, talking about taking the Kobe Dean at number 10. Would you be against that? Joe, Joe, remember – couple phone calls ago, I told you about this kid, Nicole Dean. I said, yo, mm-hmm. this kid yeah. is a beast. I like everything mm-hmm. about him. I like his DNA. I like how he holds everybody on the team accountable. He doesn't mind getting in the faces of his players. Just like, yo, what, what were you doing back there? He sets everybody up. That would be a great pick. I would, I would feel great with it, but not at that Ten spot. I think we need. Then it's not at the ten spot. I couldn't pick Nicole at that ten spot. We have too many holes. Oh. At, at, you know, on the offensive line right now, I, I would go offensive mm-hmm. line. Depending what we do at four, if Thibodeau's at four, then I have to go offensive line at ten, or or even mm-hmm. trade back. Those are the only two options for me at at this point. Nicole, he's a great player. You know, I, let him go someplace else. But we need to stick to the plan and, and get this team developed correctly first. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know we definitely had a lot of discussions about the draft. And, again, there's been a lot of things stirred up about taking Hamilton at four. What are your thoughts about that, man? What are your thoughts about fans that want to take Kyle Hamilton at four? Oh, man, the safety, man. <laughs> we back in safety. We, what are we talking about, man? What are we, what are we talking about, man? This is, yo, we could get a, a safety in, in the free agency, man. We could get a safety in the later rounds. What are we talking about a safety at four when we have so many issues in the front line and on the defensive line? Why are we talking about safety yeah. in the back end? And we... We saw this with Jamal Adams. We saw this already. We've been down this road already. You know, let's do something different. I, I understand people saying this dude is elite. He's the, you know, I don't. We don't need elite right now. We need somebody with a high IQ 
that understands what's going on in the back end. I don't need nobody that's elite. I don't need you coming down in the box, hitting nobody, mm-hmm. tackling nobody. I just need a safety back there that knows what they're supposed to cover and know how to tackle somebody and not throw their shoulder into them and have them bounce off them. I need somebody that can wrap up, short tackle person with a high IQ. I don't need a, a young guy back there, you know, not right now. We don't need that. We've been down that road already. You know, we just we just came off a couple of years ago. We just got Jam- Jamal and Marcus in the same draft class. What, what are we doing? That's that's kind crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at that safety position. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's phenomenal. But I've had you know people call in and not just this show, but in the past as well that are advocating. There's you know salute to all the savages in the chat. There's people in there saying, "Hey, I want Kyle Hamilton at four. That's what they want." And I understand that you know Kyle Yo. I understand he's phenomenal, but I just. I, I can't. I don't. I just Joe, don't see with all. The Joe, go ahead. Go ahead. Venom. I'll, I'll give you your time. Joe, go ahead. Name me. Name me one safety that changed the trajectory of the game that you could name in the last ten years that you know I, I don't that could change the the aspect of the game. If you get an interception, there, there's not the one safety. Venom, there's, there, there's no, not one I, safety I one. that's going to drag you to a Super Bowl. There's not one safety that's no, going to drag and, you to a Super Bowl at all. But there's, and, and you I'm, know. These people talking like that, like if you're saying that much at number four, that has to be done. I could say I saw Ron Miller destroy a game in the, in the Super Ooh. Bowl when he was going. I, I saw this with my eyes. I, that's a pass mm-hmm. rusher. That's a position. The need of position we have right now. That's the positional need we have. And we got if we're at number four at Pivotos there. Oh, I, no, you know, Joe, I told you I'm running up there for my apartment and I'm getting <laughs> in the car with my band. <laughs> From the LBC. <laughs> Joe, you better throw that card in. <laughs> Dude, yo, I'll listen, yo, listen. If that if that happens, dude, I will drive. I'm driving directly there. I don't know how fast I gotta drive. Uh, I don't care if I gotta go to LAX, hop on a flight. I'm I'm taking the card myself. Okay, I'm taking yeah, the card I'm, myself. I'm sorry. I'm if Thibodeau's there, I don't know why now. some people have backed off of him, but I'm I'm all in. If Kayvon Thibodeau is there, listen, no. you take him right there. Yeah, I, I, I you know I'm seeing these predictions for an offensive lineman at four. I would rip that card mm-hmm. out of this person's hand, right <laughs> Thibodeau on it, and pass it back to them. I said, this is who we going with, man. Because, yeah. is, you know, nah, you can't let that type of guy go, man. I haven't seen, mm-hmm. we saw, and I know we just spoke about this last week, we saw what happened where that offensive line isn't good and that pass rusher comes up. That, that you know, we saw it would happen in this past Super Bowl. Bob Miller did his thing, yeah. and Aaron yeah. Donald did his thing. And we need some of that. We need that pressure up front. We need that pressure from the edge. So we could mm-hmm. have a we could have a decent decent cornerbacks and decent safeties back there with that pressure coming from the front. And that's what we need to develop and build. And, and I agree totally with you. If we in the free agency, we got to get it. Uh, a pass rusher or two in that, I think one or two in this free 
in the draft as well. So I totally agree with you. We've been going through the same mm-hmm. thing for years. And I think we need to yeah. we need to double up on everything. Yeah. Yeah, listen, I'm right there with you, Venom. I'm right there with you. You spitting nothing but hot fire. You know what I'm saying? Let's give let's give Venom a round of applause. Because his takes have been hot. I'm not gonna lie. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not not too we don't much. Pay them, we don't pay them for that, Joe. We don't pay them for that. They're doing too much, man. Yeah, they was trying to, you know, really go too far from yeah, me. Yeah, they trying like to make over minimum wage back then. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's not how you – whoa, 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 guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're not going to – I'm definitely not coming out of pocket for those extra claps. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. That's not happening. You know what I mean? So, But my final question before I let you go, Venom, because you've had some hot takes here. When you look at free agency and you look at Joe Douglas, a lot of a lot of general managers in the past we've had – you know, almost. It's always, well, we're almost going to sign a guy. We had him in the door, but we couldn't close. We couldn't land the deal. We couldn't do this. We couldn't do that. We couldn't make sure that this guy was a Jet. Do you think that Joe Douglas will walk into this free agency and be able to close deals? How confident are you in him as a, in a general manager to get deals done? I'm confident we saw at the beginning of it last year. So we, we mm-hmm. should have, he should be able to you know, seal a lot more deals this year just because everybody around the league see how we're building this team and how the players we have around right now. We got Corey Davis, the number two wide receiver from Tennessee. And then we get one of the best pass rushers in Carl Lawson. So we have to – people have to see that. And they, if, if you're a competitor and you want the challenge, you're going to come here. Joe Douglas is going to sell that. We just saw – how the Bengals went to the Super Bowl, and we're going to try to emulate all that. Just say, hey, listen, this is a chance that we have. You have a, a quarterback that is, you know, ready to ascend, and we just need to you guys there to help us get there, you know. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, if you have all the time, we saw this defense. If you have all the time in the world, you can pick them apart. If you always on Man. the field, you, you can pick people apart. Watching our defense this year was just like okay, you know, I, I if I once I saw, you know, what was happening after the first four games, the rest of the season was just like okay, you know, they just gonna pick us apart, go down the field. Every time you got the ball, it's a touchdown. Every time you have the possession, it's a touchdown. And the defense was was just horrible this year, and we we have to get that side of the ball, you know. Secured up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we definitely got to fix that. Listen, Venom, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. You have yourself a good one. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, Venom. Definitely will, Joe. Have a good one, man. All right, peace. Listen, Venom, calling in with the fire. We're gonna keep getting to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Salutes to all the savages in the chat. Also, please subscribe if you have not subscribed and hit that notification bell as well. Give the stream a thumbs up. It's all, I'm always grateful for the people that do do that. You know what I'm saying? Please hit that thumbs up button. It helps share the stream. And also share the stream on your social media. Share it with your friends and family. I love connecting with new people and talking football with different people. Salutes to NY Jets FL in the chat. Another one of my savages, man. He says, Joe, 
How many times in your postgame did you say that receivers were wide open everywhere, including Cordell Patterson uh, and running backs like Jonathan Taylor? Uh, he's, uh, you know, saying that, hey, we should take – I think he's saying that we should take uh, Hamilton uh, with those six. Listen, I hear what you're saying. Um, you look at the situation, and like I said, I think a lot of those issues would be solved if you were actually able to address pass rush. If you address the pass rusher, if you're talking about taking Kyle Hamilton, if you take a pass rusher, a lot of those things would be solved because they won't have the time to find guys that are running around. You won't have the time. You look at what the Niners are built like. That's exactly how we're supposed to look. We're basically supposed to be the New York 49ers, right? So if you look at how the Niners are built, they're built from front to back. Their safeties, their guys that they have back there, you couldn't name five players out of that secondary. You know, I watch them. I know <laughs> – a couple guys from there, from you know, from Verrett to to Ward to a couple of those other guys in the secondary, but they're not like off the charts unbelievable. It's because of the pressure that they generate up front, and it works all within their defense. It's because they got you know Bosa and Warner and all those guys rushing the passer and they get after you. So that's what really that's what really creates a lot of the issues that they have, you know, uh, that they bring to people defensively. They just absolutely destroy people up front. And you got to make a decision, and usually it's a bad decision. Because <laughs> you got two seconds, and you're going to get smacked. We don't have that. Carl Lawson wasn't playing this year. Coming back off that turn Achilles, we'll see. I think it's probably going to take him a year to kind of get back into, you know, the form that he needs to get into. But after him, we saw we didn't have anybody. John Franklin Myers, he had some plays at the beginning of the season. Next tail end of the season, didn't have much of anything. After him, there was nobody. There was nobody getting to the passer like that. So we've got to address that. And I just think that taking a safety at four is just it's not it's not what we need to be doing. Outside of just defense, you know, we could use some interior offensive linemen. I don't see why we can't take that in the draft. There's a generational center in this draft, Tyler Lindenbaum. And I know people love to throw around generational now for whatever reason. You know, a lot of people are just starting to do that. But I'm telling you, when you have one of the highest-rated centers to come out in the last, I think, like decade, and you look at the tape and you watch this guy, and he's just destroying people, he's pancaking guys, he gets your hands on you, you don't get away, I don't know if you can pass up on that, especially when you have a quarterback that is struggling dealing with interior pressure like uh, Zach Wilson was this season. So we'll talk. Salute to all the savages. We'll continue to come to y'all, so keep on, you know, bringing your questions. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. You know what I'm saying? Salute to Joseph Spates as well. Good to see you in here. You know what I'm saying? Again, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Please subscribe to the stream and give the stream a thumbs up. If you'd like to donate, the Super Chat is there. If you don't want to hit the Super Chat, you want to go through the Cash App, Please do. We're going to continue to get to these lines. They are hot. Next, I'm going to my guy, Colin. It's my guy, Colin, man. Listen, Colin brings the heat. Salutes to you, Colin. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Colin, we talking linebackers, all right? C.J. Mosley, Quincy Williams. Who do you think was the best linebacker for the New York Jets this season? Hey, Joe, good night. Um, What's going on? I mean, hands up, C.J. Mosley, right? Okay. These guys been all over the field, so um, without a doubt, you know, CJ Mosley is probably the best guy we have on defense right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, he was flying around, dude, making plays everywhere. I think the CJ was unbelievable for us. But let me tell you, that $17.5 million <laughs> cap hit we're going to have from him this year, now that's not amazing. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that really makes me appreciate the type of general manager that we have now versus, you know, what we had in Mike McCagnan. But when you continue to look at this linebacking core, man, a guy like Gerard Davis, he's walking in the free agency. Is he somebody you'd like to see the New York Jets resign? Uh, they should try to resign him. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to resign him because of how much, you know, we have to pay CJ, but, um, you know, we can, we can get, get a guy in the draft, right? We don't necessarily have to resign him. You know, you, you have CJ who, who, who's a freshman linebacker. Um, let's, let's get some young talent and, you know, CJ can develop those guys. So, um, you know, if he walks, he walks, um, and we can get a linebacker later on in the draft. That's pretty yeah. much what I'm looking at that. Yeah. 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 I mean, and there's you know, a lot of guys there on the team at, as well. So. Yep. Yeah, and and that's where I was going to go next because you talked about letting him walk, and I'm like, okay, you know, uh, you know, Gerard did was kind of he missed some time with injuries and stuff like that. Okay, fine. But when you look at some of the other linebackers as well, like the guy like Blake Cashman, who's always injured, so I don't. So if you can really depend on him going forward, but you got Hansa Nezrodine and Jamin Sherwood. Now these guys, out of you know most of pretty much all of the rookie class, they kind of gave you the least out of all these rookie class, out of all the rest of the you know rookies in the class. What are your thoughts about them? Like, do you have big question marks about them going forward due to the fact that they're guys that we're hoping need to step up and really play in some of these linebacker spots? Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, those guys um, need time to develop, right? So, um, again, you know, with having CJ in the backfield there, I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, he can, you know, develop these guys. So, um, you know, we can probably try to get a free agent if, if we need to, um, but, you know, we can still get a guy in the draft later on, you know, in the later rounds as well. So, um, mm-hmm. not too overly concerned with the, linebacking position right now on on the team. Okay. As I am okay. as I am with some other positions, you know, such as okay. you know, the corner and the and the safety and, and the edge. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. So when yeah. you're talking about safety, because we were talking about that tonight too, look, there's a lot of talk out there that the New York Jets are looking to re sign Marcus May. What are your thoughts about that, man? Is he a guy that you want back and if so, if you were the general manager, what would be the most that you would be willing to give him? Well, that's the thing, right? Before everything came up with him, he I think he was looking for, I think, $15, 16000000 million or something like that a year, if, if, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm correct. Um, it might have been somewhere around. Yeah, I'm not paying him that much. He can walk. <laughs> he, um, you know, I, 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 I rather, you know, listen, we didn't, we didn't pay Jamal, and, you know, he was asking for like seventeen. You know, I'm not going to mm-hmm. pay uh, Marcus May, you know, 15 or, or 14 at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, not, you know, and, and I, I, I hate to um, get you all razzled up, but, um, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, st- I'm still, t- <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm still like, you know, the guy I want is Hamilton. I just don't know how we can get him, but I don't want to, I don't want to lose that guy in the draft. If if he's mm. at four, I'm just figuring. I'm just trying to figure out 
how else can we get him? Because would you rather have Marcus May or would you rather have a guy like Hamilton, you know, in, in the back there? Um, yeah. You know, young guy and I, and I, that could be on the team for Good. Good, yeah, and I hear, and I hear, yeah, and I hear what you're saying, and I know that you you love uh, Hamilton, and I and I get it. He's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal mm-hmm. player. But my question is, and you <clears throat> kind of brought it up a little bit a second ago, that there's a lot of other concerns on this football team, right? There's a lot of concerns with mm-hmm. which we literally don't have. We literally don't have a pass rush like at all. Carl Lawson, we'll see. I always have to say that because people say, I don't know Carl Lawson. We'll see what he's like when he comes back from having torn Achilles. Okay, we cannot count on Carl Lawson coming back off a torn Achilles to give us that 16, you know, sack season. We cannot count on that, okay? So, with all these other question marks that we have, whether it be pass rush, whether it be corner, whether it be offensive line help to protect our franchise quarterback, my question is, how can you overlook all of those position groups and say, hey, I'll take a safety, one of the least valued positions in all of the NFL? Well, when, when, I, look at, when I look at the team, like the team needs, yeah, we need a lot of stuff. But when, when I look at the O-line, and, and, you know, we had this discussion last week. When I look at the mm-hmm. O-line, you know, in, in, in reality, if, if Beckton comes back 100%, then you have – you know, you have Beckton, then you have um, Veritaka on the left, right? And then on the right, you got George, George Fant as well. So in reality, really, you're just looking at a right guard, which you can get that guy in the second round. You can get that guard in the second round. You could probably even get that guard in free agency if possible. So for me, I, I don't feel like, you know, the Evan Neal is the pick that we're going to be, you know, that we need to pick on that fourth pick. I, ju- I just feel like, you know, you, you're basically like drafting a player and then you're kind of like having like a, you know, a with team competition to see like oh, who's who's going to play the left tackle. We already have our left tackle. And if Beckham can't go with left, then you have Fant who can play left. So I I don't feel like the – the fourth pick should go on the O-line guy because the defense, we just have too many issues at defense right now. You know, there's corner issues, safety issues, edge issues. The thing with the edge, if we don't get Thibodeau or Hutchinson at four, then I feel like you're reaching for an edge if you're taking like a Karlaftis or something like that. I'd rather take the best available player, and it would be Hamilton at four. Um, but you can, the, you can still get. No, and I hear what you're saying. You talked about. Yeah, you talked about. You talked about Evan Neal. You talked about Evan Neal, and I, I okay. You're saying you don't want to take Evan Neal, but what about Nkwanu? Nkwanu from NC State. This is a guy that has been talked about taking at four as well. He's a guy that can come in and play well for us too at guard. There's been talk about him moving him to guard, or he could play you know outside as well. So why not take him? Because my big question is this, is that when you, like you just said as well, you don't want to reach, and I understand that, but to me, I would rather reach on a position of impact than, you know, take a guy at a non-impact position. I'll do that all day. I don't understand why we couldn't just take Tyler Lindenbaum there at four. He's a generational center. If, why if can't we Lindenbaum just do that? is at 10, I have no issue taking him at 10. 
we can still get a guard at 10, but I just feel like the overall talent, right, guys like, you know, Derek Stingley, you know, barring the injuries right now, we'll see how what happens at the combine. But, you yeah, know, a guy like Stingley, a guy like Hamilton, th- those mm-hmm. those two guys will, you know, will be an immediate impact on the team. So, you know, for me, I, I just feel like, you know, the the biggest needs on the team, forget about about I don't, positional needs like the value, but mm-hmm. I just feel like safety mm-hmm. for us right now is a big issue, right? We, yeah, but we, even we really when, need even to when get you look a at, safety. Yeah, but even when you look at this, and I hear you, we do need to address the safety position, again, depending on what happens with Marcus May, you know, if he, especially if he walks away, because I don't think anybody's trusting Ashton Davis. But when you look at the position, let's let's go back in the history, right? Jamal Adams was here. You would hope that that Hamilton would turn into what Jamal Adams would, was, right? All pro, pro bowl safety, phenomenal. Guess what? The impact that he had on the game didn't matter because we didn't have the positions of impact that we needed. And he was, he was great. Jamal Adams was great. That's why if, when I came out and I talked about getting rid of him and how crazy he was going to go, I understood why people were, you know, trying to come at me the way they did. I was right because when you look at the impact, the, the impact that he had on the game, it wasn't the same as a pass rusher. It wasn't the same as an offensive lineman. It wasn't the same as a wide receiver, which is what I was volleying for back then, right? So even if you have a great safety, if you don't have any of those positions shored up, which we could have, but, none of that is going to matter. But, Joe, when, when, when Jamal was on the team, honestly speaking, when Jamal was on the team, to me, he was the best defensive player on the team. There was, like, no one else doing anything on defense. C.J. Mosley and that was, the was, was hurt for the whole year. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we were relying on, on Adams a whole lot to do a whole lot of things on that team. So, you know, just think about if we had C.J. Mosley healthy with Jamal back there, you know what? What a difference that defense would have been if 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 CJ you know was able to play all sixteen games with Jamal at the same time. That's how I'm. Well, I don't. I don't. The team right now. It, yeah, and I hear that, but the problem is, is that you're still having the same questions. Is we still don't have a pass rush. The same issues that we had then, we kind of have now. We don't have a pass rusher. We don't. Jamal Adams well, is literally our sack leader, and everybody says that like that's some crown jewel. It's not. It's the safety. If your safety is your sack leader, there's a problem. If your safety no, is like I'm, everybody says that, right. if your safety is your sack leader, there is a problem on your football team. Your safety should but, not but be what your I'm, sack leader. He's a safety. Right. But what not I'm a saying, Joe, man. he doesn't play edge. We have these same issues. You must address that. And I don't think that we can right. in the but, position that we're at. Again, we're in a rebuild. Right, we're still trying to find our way. You cannot give up that type of significant draft capital to take a safety, especially. And again, we're just talking about defense and edge, but we're not even talking about. We haven't even like completely talked about the you know needing more weapons for Zach Wilson. We're not even talking about also right, but, Zach Wilson too. We're getting away from that. But, Go ahead, but Joe. Joe, we have we have four picks. We got four picks in the top thirty-eight picks. All right, when it, when it's all said and done. Right, we have four picks to 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 draft from. If we don't get the two top edges, then, in my opinion, we are reaching for the next 
best edge on the fourth pick. And this is why I don't agree with getting the edge at the fourth pick. You can you can you can maybe get an edge at, at ten. But with those first four picks we can address four needs. And in my opinion, if you have a safety, a corner, an edge, and the guard on those four picks, I feel like that team is much better than you know you can get a wide receiver later on in the draft. A lot of guys are saying you have to give Zach, Zach Wilson a weapon and go out and get a wide receiver on the 10 pick. We can, we can get mm-hmm. a wide receiver in free agency. You can go get Allen Robinson or something like that. You know, we, we, can, mm-hmm. we can draft a tight end. You know, a lot of guys want Trey McBride. So you can draft a tight end in the second round and give Zach Wilson a weapon. You can get like a Zion Johnson at guard in the second round and give him, you know, get that guard position locked down as well. But you're not going to get a you're not going to get a Kyle Hamilton in the second round. And this is like yeah, this is my only argument. Because mm-hmm. you, you can you can get you can get Hamilton, you can get like you know a Derek Stingley or Sauce Garner at 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 ten. You can get a Trey McBride. You can get a Zion Johnson. And you can still get even, even if you don't get a McBride in the second round, you can possibly get like a Rucker or a Ferguson to tight end in the third round. So I think they just have to be really smart about how they make the picks um, mm-hmm. because there's, we have we have a, a very good opportunity to get some very good, talented player. It's just going to be mm-hmm. how we acquire them. Um, you know, I, I understand, you know, safe, safety is not the biggest need, but I just feel like if you have a guy like Hamilton – Mm-hmm. On the team, you have a safety for the yeah. next possibly four or five years, and we don't have to worry about drafting a safety next year or the following year. Yeah, but I just feel like you just, the, you just get, the, get the best talent at the fourth yeah. pick. Here's, and I hear what you're saying, but here's the problem with the argument: is you don't need a safety to be to have a great defense. You don't. When you look at the last time that we made a run right to the AFC Championships, that was quite a long time ago, right? Jim Leonard was not like an all-pro Pro Bowl safety. He wasn't. He was a safety. He was a good safety. He just needed. To, he was just a guy that was decent that got to where he needed to go. Rex brought him here because he understood the scheme better than a lot of other people. He brought him in here to help coach the defense, and he was the starting safety. Jim Leonard went out there and did his job. How did we get to the AFC East championship or the AFC championships? Because we had everything else locked down at positions of impact. We had a corner that shut down half of the field. We had a pass rush on the offensive side of the ball. What did we have? We had an offensive line that hid Mark Sanchez, and everybody knows I love USC. Mark Sanchez was trash. We hid a trash quarterback with an unbelievable running game, which we don't have now. We hid him behind an unbelievable running game, and we gave him some targets that he could legitimately throw to. That's how we won games. You don't have to have great safeties. If, if, if right, you're Joe, telling me we, that – one second, hold on. You, you're telling me that we have all these needs. If Hamilton is there, and this is this is the only guy, and you're feeling like you're reaching everywhere else, why not trade down and get more capital so that you can address more more positions of need? I would do that. I, 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 would I wouldn't. I wouldn't oppose to do that. I would that. trade yeah. down a couple picks before I would take a safety at four. I just. I, 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 we're going to go back and forth, Colin. But I would not do that. No, I no, no. Not, I, I, I wouldn't, how great I wouldn't oppose. I wouldn't do it. Go I ahead. wouldn't oppose to doing that at four if, if 
if the three picks in front of, of, of the Jets, right, and Hamilton is, is the next best guy there and they want to trade down, I'm fine with that. But if you're going to pass Hamilton and you're just reaching for a Karloftis or you're drafting the tackle that we, you know, is probably not the, 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 the best positional need that we, we need to fulfill right now, that's where I have the issue. Because I still feel mm-hmm. like in the four picks we have, we can address the, the guard position. We can address the tight end position if needed, the edge, the corner, the safety. We, we have options on how we can address those positions. I just feel like you get that best talented player when that pick comes up for you. Because there, there's so many good guys in this draft. They're not, they're, there's not a lot of great guys in this draft, but there's a lot of good guys in this draft. And this, mm-hmm. this is, this is, this, my thing is, you know, get, get the best out of the best at the position. No. Yeah. And, and, and not yeah. necessarily reach for the guy because you, you, you want to give Dak Wilson protection. So you go out and you get a Charles Cross or something like that. Because now you're 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 reaching. I don't I don't want to I don't want to see them reaching. Yeah, I just well, feel you I, can I get you can get so many talented guys that you can take yeah. in this. And, 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 and I hear what you're saying, but I, I just I don't think that Evan Neal is a reach there, and I I damn sure don't think that Zaquanu is a reach there. For I don't think that those guys are reaches at all. You know, again, but uh, I, I think yeah, but I don't, him, I don't think Evan Neal is a reach. And I know he's phenomenal, but Joe? I just I can't take him. I can't I cannot take that safety there, especially with the position we're in. I just think that would be kind of irresponsible to Joe Douglas if he were to do that, which I don't think he would. But I just think that that would be irresponsible because you have so many other needs that are so much greater than safety. I just don't. But go right. ahead, you were saying Evan. Right, but I I don't I don't think Evan Neal is is. Is a is a reach as a player at that position, but for the Jets, I feel it is because we have Makai Beckton. You know, unless something comes out and, and we hear Makai Beckton is is done, his career is over because of his injuries or something, mm-hmm. then I can see yes, you draft a guy like Evan Neal and you and you move forward. But you know, mm-hmm. Makai Beckton is is ready to play, and then you draft in Evan Neal is like, you know, I I, I feel like that that's just not you know, the right direction that we should have gone but here, on that pick. Okay, but here, here's, um, here's a question for that, though, Colin. I, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but here's a question for that. I hear what you're saying. You know, Makai Beckton's here, but a lot of people are saying that, hey, Neil, not only can he play tackle, but a lot of people think that he can translate and fit into that right guard position, right? But at the same time, I know you're saying, hey, Makai Beckton's going to be back, and I love Makai and you do as well, but we all know dude ain't been healthy a full season since I don't know when. How do we know that he won't be – unhealthy again next season and miss a lot of time where we could see maybe Fant moved back out to left tackle and then moving Neil to right right tackle and having a backup. That's something that could be in the cards as well. Makai Beckton's health could play into a big part of how the New York Jets draft. Makai, and I love him, dude ain't never healthy. <laughs> he ain't never healthy. Uh, Colin, he's just never healthy. And I know that was a bad injury this year where, you know, he got a guy thrown into the back of him. But, you know, year before, it was shoulder issues. Then it was breathing issues. Then it was all kind of other issues where he missed quite a bit of time, quite a bit. So can you really go against knocking Neil when, again, he can play that right guard position, which we're in need of? Or if Makai gets hurt, then guess what? When you got to switch up this O-line, guess who can slide out the tackle? What are your thoughts about that, Colin? Well, 
Well, listen, if 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 if, if you're going to draft Evan Neal, you, you want to play him at the position he's probably better at, right? That's that's my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. So if if you're if you you know if Joe Douglas went out and got Tyler Lindebaum at ten, I have no issue with that because then you you can slide McGovern over to the to the guard position. But yeah. you know my my biggest my biggest concern is that fourth pick. You know if they tra- if they trade down like you say, I'm fine with it. But if you if you're reaching at four, then you know I'm I'm I. I personally would will be bummed with that pick. No, they yeah. just reach for a yeah, four I, at that position. Yeah. Because I feel like yeah. in four picks you can get four quality guys to you know to address, you know, the, the team needs. And you don't have to reach for any one player at this point. You know, guys are yeah. talking about maybe packaging picks to move back into the first round. We're not mm-hmm. there yet where we need to do that to go get one specific guy. You know. Get you have four picks, address four needs, and you know that's that's just my opinion though. But um, no, listen, listen, Colin, you know, I, listen. I hear exactly where you're coming from. I get it. I just just the ranking of needs I, I think is, is great. But I understand your takes about Kyle Hamilton. I've gone back and forth with so many people about this. But I tell you what, man, I like the fire that you bring, and I love going back and forth with you. Let me give you a hand, man. Studio audience, go ahead, man. Here's Colin. Not too much, not too much. Y'all going too far, okay? Slow that down. Slow that down. Listen, Colin, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? You have yourself a good night, man. All right, Take care. All right. Listen, Colin called in. I respect everybody's takes. I get it. We're going to definitely be continue to go back and forth about Hamilton. I see a lot of people loving him. Salutes to everybody in the chat. We're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. We're taking all callers, you know what I'm saying? And please subscribe if you have not subscribed. Hit that notification bell and give the stream a thumbs up as well if you could, you know what I'm saying? So next we're going to my guy, Maxwell. Maxwell, we're coming directly to you. Salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Yo, give oh, me your you thoughts about the Jets too. linebacker position. No problem. Give me your thoughts about this New York Jets linebacker position, man. How are you feeling about – I think our linebackers can be very – Quincy Williams. I think we can be very good in the future, our linebackers. But a lot of our linebackers got injured. That's why I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Now, when you look at the situation – do you have big question marks surrounding Hazard Nezeldine and Jamie Sherwood going into next season? I mean, I do have huge questions, but maybe getting a good linebacker maybe help fix these problems. Like, as long as they're not injured, it will be fine. That's mm-hmm. what I think. Yeah, so when you look at the linebacker market, what are some guys you'd like to see target? I'm big on uh, K1 Alexander. Is that a guy you'd like to see the New York Jets bring in? I think he'd be a good player, but I haven't watched a lot of highlights of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, also, as well, we have a guy like uh, Gerard Davis as well. He's going into free agency. Is he somebody you'd like to see the New York Jets resign? 
I mean, I haven't seen a lot of him, but like because I think he should be resigned because we have actually have a good defense. Gerard Davis is a product of a product of the lines because uh, mm. under Matt Patricia, who's horrible as a coach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Matt Patricia is really not good. So when you look at the New York Jets draft, we've had a lot of people talking about what the Jets could do at ten. Some people want Sauce Garner. Some people want Nicobe Dean. What do you think the New York Jets should do at 10? So what I think the Jets should do at 10 is if Tyler Linderbaum is there, we should draft him. He looks really good. But I don't think we should draft, like, an offensive lineman in the first round. We, you can find, like, a bunch of good offensive linemen in, like, later rounds. What? If I was, so you're telling me – you're telling me that you, you, you don't want us. You don't want us to take anybody. You don't want us to take Enquanu. You don't want us to take Evan Neal. You don't want us to I take, take any of those. But okay. Linderbaum, but like our offensive line is, is like developing. We have a much better offensive line in the last couple of years. I mean, Zach Wilson. I get he wasn't patient, but Linderbaum is really good. That's why I think with the fourth uh, pick, I'll take Kyle Hamilton, and then we can either get okay. Traylon Burke. In the later and then the later rounds, we can select Kenneth Walker from Michigan State because mm-hmm. he's a really so good running back. His year this year reminding me of Derrick Henry. Just saying that. So you're 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 another guy that wants to take Hamilton at four, and I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked Colin. There's a lot of people talking about this. How can you pass up on taking pass rush or addressing the O line, which I don't think is as solid as you think it is, because there's some holes there. We'll talk about that in a little bit. How do you pass on taking that hell? How do you pass on taking a corner when you have all uh, these other needs? How could you possibly take a safety? So um, the reason why I think we should draft Kyle Hamilton is normally I'm not that big on safeties, but Kyle Hamilton could change the defense. He's a generational prospect. I've watched highlights of Hamilton. I've watched like a ton of highlights. He can play in a lot of – he can play corner. He can play safety. He can play a lot of different things. He's very versatile mm-hmm. on our defense, I think. But I also, but I do agree if like if you want if someone wants Stingley or Sauce, I mean he can. I'm on Sauce. I mean he's like the best corner prospect I've seen in years. So I don't mm-hmm. care the Jets and Sauce, but I will be pissed off if we pass on Hamilton. Biggest mistake yeah, you I, can I, make is pass Hamilton. <laughs> so I, I, I don't. I, I think the New York Jets have no business drafting a safety. I think that we should, and he's phenomenal. I think he's great, but we need way more than a safety, and there's no way that you can take that, especially when we have no pass rusher. We literally don't have a pass rush at all in a defense that relies on pressure and pass rush to work. We don't have that. You don't, you don't need a great safety in this league to win games. You don't. As long as you have a decent guy back there that doesn't get cooked, you'll be fine. But we don't need to, to take those guys when we have so many other needs, especially at corner. And I know people like Stingley. His injury, his injury history scares the heck out of me. But <laughs> I would not look to, you know, pa- I, hell, I'll take a corner before I would take Kyle Hamilton. I would trade down. If Kyle Hamilton is the only guy there, I'm trading down. Or I'm taking Tyler Lindenbaum. That's my whole deal. I'm with, it, with you on Tyler Lindenbaum as well and the impact he could have on the line. But I just, I just do not understand how you take Hamilton. We have so many other needs, no matter what we're saying. Because, again, we saw – even Jamal Adams, all-pro guy, made no difference on the defense because we were still getting cooked. We were still losing games because he was just a safety. That's, and, and he was uh, unbelievable. 
as much as I like Hamilton, if Thibodeau falls at four, I think the Jets should get him. But I highly, mm-hmm. but I just say this because I think Thibodeau is not going to fall past like one because he's like the best yeah. defensive end prospect I've seen in years. Yeah. What are your thoughts about some of these other guys that are flying up the board of pass rushers as well? I know people are talking about reaching, but dude, I've heard people talk about taking Jermaine Johnson at ten. I've heard a lot about Boye Mafe definitely jumping up the board. What are your thoughts about those two guys? I mean, those players can be good, but Nicobe Dean's also a pretty good pass rusher. Or you can sign mm-hmm. a good pass rusher. There's, like, a bunch of good pass rushers in free agency. Or a Kayvon Thibodeau falls in the draft. I would 100% take Kayvon with the fourth pick, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. I mean, if Kayvon's there, I'm taking him. I know that there are some people that have jumped off of the Kayvon Thibodeau boat. I don't know why. Um, I'm still on that boat, and I'm happy to be there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I hope that he's there for Yeah, I don't know. But I'll tell you what. I, I, if he's there, I'm taking him. I'm running to the podium with the card, and I get it done. So my final question before I let you go, my friend, is when you look at the New York Jets right now and you look at, you know, the way that things are, are changing, how free agency is going to happen, you know, the way that players are moving around, we've seen our general managers in the past not be able to land those free agents that we target, not be able to land the, the free agents that we covet. Do you have concerns going into this free agency that Joe Douglas won't be able to close the deal on certain free agents to make this team better? I'm not that concerned because there's a lot of good uh, free agents this year. Rob Gronkowski is a good, good example. Even though he said, oh, he wants to go to the Bengals and Burrow, I think Rob Gronkowski, and I understand oh, people like, oh, he's made with Brady. Oh, he's going to retire. Like, if Rob Gronkowski is still on the market, I want the Jets to sign him. He's a proven tight end, and I don't think drafting tight ends is a good idea because, like, oh, you're just going to pray that the tight end is going to develop. Like, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, there's, like, rarities that you can find a tight end in the draft. So getting someone like Gronkowski, who's, like, very rare, and I get he might go to the Bengals because of Burrow, but I, I would like him. Like, there are yeah. other good receivers. I'm not going to trade Allen Robinson, even though he's one. I understand, like, I might. I mean, I might want to sign him, but, like, more like a cheaper deal, like a $5 million deal. Because he's a goal. I don't think you're going to get him for $5 million. I don't think that's going like, to happen. Not talking ahead. about $5 million. I'm talking about yeah. that because he's pretty he, – like, yeah, even though he has, one, he has, like, one bad season. He was with Matt Nagy. He was, like, the worst offensive coach I've ever seen in my life. And then there's mm-hmm. also other good free agents like Amari Cooper or Calvin Ridley. Like, I want these receivers because I want a true number one receiver in this offense. And also I've heard these rumors about Robbie Anderson. I would like him back because mm-hmm. he's a good threat for Zach Wilson. Because if Zach Wilson wants to throw the deep ball, he needs someone reliable. Corey Davis is not a deep ball. I'm sorry to tell you that. I want Robbie back. Yeah. And get I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying about Robbie, but the big thing about Robbie is he dropped a, he last season he dropped a lot of footballs and honestly, you know, he's just still a, a go go straight ahead fast guy. You know, and I, I understand it. But if he did if, if Joe Douglas did not want to pay that guy the first time, I just I don't know if he ends up paying him again. Or in, ends up, you know, making the move to have him come back. So salutes to Maxwell again. I want to thank you for calling in. We're gonna keep getting to these lines again, five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Again, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Next, we are taking the next caller, Chris, man. We're getting to Chris. We're going to hear his takes very quickly. You know what I'm saying? A lot of, lot of takes flying around. Chris, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in. Listen, Chris, we are talking 
Jets football. What are your thoughts about the New York Jets linebacker position, man? I think we should address the problem through free agency. You know, I, I don't like mm-hmm. the linebackers that we have, except for, you know, I'm a big C.J. Mosley fan. You know, I, I really like – I uh, predicted him when we were talking mm-hmm. as, as the uh, defensive player. I thought he was going to have a monster year. He's the dog. He should be a Jet for life. Um, uh, I think I think we need to really consider bringing this man in, extending him, maybe going down the cap number, um, and adding some more to the to the linebacking core. I think we need to address the problem through free agency uh, rather than the draft. Okay, okay, and and I see that there. So when you talk about addressing linebacker position through free agency, because I'm hoping that you know CJ Mosley restructures, but 17.5 million for him. <laughs> it's kind of I think I don't I, I don't know if give that money back. I wouldn't listen. I love the Jets. I wouldn't give you a dime. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not giving but you I'm a saying dime we can back. Restru- but I'm just Go saying ahead. we can restructure the contract by giving him a long term, yeah. but maybe a three or four more year extension, maybe lowering down the cap number. I think CJ Mosley is a guy yeah. that we need to have culture yeah. builder, a guy you can see mm-hmm. as, as a as a you know uh, as a coach on on the sidelines guy that can make a big play at any time. You know, this is the kind of guy, championship guys that can really perform in the thing. I think we need to really consider making him a, a long part of this organization. Um, I, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, he, yeah, he, he has a, yeah, he has a couple of years, you know, left in that deal. They could kick the can down on the road and maybe give him, you know, a little bit more next year or something like that, just kind of adjust the cap numbers. But, yeah, 17.5 million. That is a lot, but when you continue to look at this linebacker position, because you said you want to address it in free agency, so my final question for you is, what linebacker are you looking at in free agency? Because I'm big on K1 Alexander. He's the guy that's going to be out there from the Saints. What are your thoughts about him? I like him. I mean, he's a fast linebacker. He hits, you know, hard. Very. And then one other thing about K1 is just that he can uh, he has coverage. Some of the things that the, the Jets linebackers have lacked. And I'm really surprised. Mm-hmm. That, I forget the guy that we signed from the Lions. You know, I was really expecting a lot from Jab- that. Uh, uh, Gerard from him, Davis. But Gerard Davis. I'm very surprised that he mm-hmm. wasn't better in coverage. I didn't think he would be that good on the run, but I knew he would be better in coverage. But, um, yeah, it's something that I want to address through, you know, through free agency. I think Quan Alexander, you know, guys like that, maybe even, uh, you know, making a couple of trades for, for – uh, you know, some picks and stuff uh, in the linebacking core, man. I, I, I think that we are we are, we are good, you know. Yeah, yeah, I do. Now, but I, I got to get your thoughts on this before I let you go. Give me your thoughts on everyone speaking about taking Kyle Hamilton at four. How are you feeling about that? Really quickly, are you willing to do that? Is he a guy that you would want to see the New York Jets take it for? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. What would you say? Uh, Kyle Hamilton, the safety. Are you willing to take him? Oh, Kyle really Hamilton. No, hey, listen, listen. You know, you you know by looking at your your uh, your uh, YouTube channel what I want. I want offense <laughs> and I want playmakers. I don't care if it's I don't care if it's the the best uh, the the unicorn of 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 of, um, of, of, of safeties and the pass rushers, we need to make sure Zach Wilson is that dude. And, you yeah. know what I'm saying, I, I am so I'm so against any defensive players to the for, to the forefront. I want to really build up this offense and address the, the defense through free agency and next year's draft. I, I, I yeah. can't tell you enough, enough. You're right about the protection, okay? Let's solve mm-hmm. a problem in this, in this draft. One 
is the is the offensive line. If we t- if we double up on offensive line, I'm good with that and go some tight ends and second second and some wide receivers. But we must fix a problem here, you know. And yeah. in the offense, the off listen a quarterback by the time Zach Wilson gets the free agency, he's going to be two hundred fifty, maybe three hundred million dollars. We got to make sure this guy uh, is good, man. We got to make sure he's yeah. good. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know not everybody only- wants Kayvon Thibodeau, and I, I know you guys want Kayvon Thibodeau. You're talking about, you know, all these people, and I, Derek Stingley and all the and Listen, that guy has to be good. Zach, let's, let's yeah. just, you know, I, I'm tired of re- recycling quarterbacks in, Mark Sanchez, and let's make sure the quarterback is good. Yeah, and not only make sure he's good, let's make sure that we know what he is. I think that was a, that's, a, that's a big thing a lot of people don't exactly. talk about either. If you don't have him protected and you can't properly evaluate this no. guy when it comes time to sign him, no. we're going to be in the same situation that we were in with Sam Darnold. Where we don't know who, what the hell he is, what he's, what he's going on, but you yep. know what? It's, we have yep. to move on from him as quickly as possible, Chris. Right? <laughs> listen, yeah, right. Chris, I want right, to thank man. Yeah. Listen, thank I want to thank you for calling in tonight, man. It was phenomenal to speak with you. Next time I have a show, call in, bro. You know I really enjoy talking to you about the Jets, my man. All right, man. Have a good night. Are you have a good salutes, man? Salutes. We got about to close out the show. It's getting late, baby. <laughs> it's getting late. This has been phenomenal. I've had a lot of really good discussions with a lot of people. A lot going on with the New York Jets. Again, that that franchise tag, you know, now being able to get used, it's in play. We're going to see what you know people are going to do, and it's definitely going to impact the Jets and free agency. So. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search the Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ000. The show's page is at the Long Beach Joe. All right? You want to go ahead and troll me? No problem. I'll troll you right back. Follow me. I'll follow you right back. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times, at all times. So if you troll me, me and Vera Tucker are going to get right at you. You know what I'm saying? USC, fight on. You can also follow the YouTube page as well at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Type that in. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Give my streams a thumbs up. And also, you want to troll me, no problem. Troll me back and forth in the comments, okay? And I'll go right back and forth with you. And as always, people. When you see me in person, all right, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, okay? Free hugs for everyone. I respect everybody. Without you folks, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen and call into the show. Without you folks, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you, all right? You folks have a good one. Peace. (laughs) 